it does crack me up when he's like, I don't sleep. I never sleep. And you're like, buddy, you'd be dead if you didn't sleep. Or he's like, sleep makes me more groggy. I was like, who is this man? Welcome to All My Friends Are English Majors, the podcast where I, a business major, make my friends. Almost all English majors read popular fiction with me. This month has been a misnomer, and Mo has called me out on it in the outline. <laughs> this is this is fake dating month. This is not bodyguard yeah. month. I mean, this <laughs> one definitely has like a little bit of like a bodyguard or like a helpful man yeah. element to it. But like, yeah, every single one of these books has had fake dating in it. Every single one. Yeah. Yes, it's true. I realized it like, I mean, as the fake dating started, I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> well, <So. laughs> and I will say, I think that it like adds a little bit of a layer to it to have the like bodyguard yeah. element because like a fake dating, I've read a lot of fake dating, a lot of coworker yeah. fake dating. Bodyguard month? Yeah. So much better than coworker fake dating month. Oh, 100%. The protectiveness of it all. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, and there's, like, a lot more of a reason for them to, like, not be together in these than there is in, like, the yeah. hateful coworker months. Like, the hateful coworker months, you're really like, well, why don't you just go, like, talk to HR and, like, sign a form or two? Like, we could just, we could be done with this. We can get over it. It's fine. But, like, this one, it's like, no, she could die. If she stays with me. <laughs> so this it. book that we read was <laughs> The Blonde Identity by Allie Carter. It is her first adult novel. Allie Carter wrote the Gallagher Girl books and the Heist Society books, both of which I, I mean, like in line at the Barnes & Noble to get the the fresh copy. Like, I fucking love her. I read her yeah. so much in middle school. I, like, was keeping up with her in high school. Like, I was really sad when she stopped writing. So I'm so glad that she's writing again. Because this is, like, a little warm hug. Yeah, I honestly... Okay, so I did put this in there. I have never read her books. When you... You seemed very excited about them. So I was like, yeah, I know what you're <laughs> talking about. And I did it. And then I looked them up and I had seen all the covers. Like, they're middle school books. So like... I'm like, okay, I know what these are. I have never read them. But this is a great book. And, like, it feels like a teen book, but, like, with adult, like, themes. And so I was like, oh, this is a good one. I, re I read it, like, I think I read it the fastest out of, like, all the three books for this for this podcast. So I loved it. <laughs> it's really, really quick. And, like, the plot moves really quickly. You're interested in it. The dialogue yeah. The dialogue is so good. There are a couple of things that, like, genuinely made me, like, giggle out loud. Yeah. Like, Allie Carter can write. It's great. It was good. I it's really a lot really of fun. It. And I liked that when you get to different points of views, like, when they would, like, imitate each other, I guess that's how I'm going to put it. So, like, whenever he would, like, say what Zoe's saying, it was, like, just a little more girly. Or, like, when she was, like, mocking him or, like, talking about what he would say, like, it was more gruff, and I was like, this is so funny, because, like, it's, from their point of view, it's their thoughts, and it's like, oh, they have perceptions of each other that is just so, oh, I don't know how to describe it, but it was so good. Like, she, like, and she kept that narrative the whole time, which I think is hard to do when you're writing different perspectives, like, 
she wrote their voices differently for each character and that was really cool to see as like um a fan of point of view i think different point of views and like playing with novels in that way is like one of my favorite one of my favorite types of writing so i really liked it so well and she did a good job of like writing a silly woman without you being like oh so she's just fucking dumb yeah like yes like it's clear that our main character is like really smart she just like has amnesia yeah so she's like and she yeah and she's one of those girls who's like i don't like cuss words so stop doing that uh and i love i love how she'd be like language (laughs) i like what what (laughs) i do swear so much and yeah love the language trope i love the language trope especially in this book because he's like really like a a hard hitting spy with a with a blackened yeah. soul and like clearly he is a man who says fuck and just like yes. I love when people can write dialogue well enough that like you can have one character start a word the other person say language and then have them correct I like yes. you can't always do that well no and it, it really felt uh I love it because I do that at, at work all the time like kids will like say something and I'm like what did you say and they're like uh i said fudge i said fudge and you're like exactly uh-huh and so like yes, it, you feel, did. it felt so great to see it in writing because like there's a natural way for it to go and then there's like you get it in books sometimes where it's just like oh that didn't feel natural it just felt like gimmicky but this one felt so oh she did so good at writing it's it's very like easy to read and it doesn't feel out of place at all so yeah yeah so we're gonna read the back of the book and then we're going to do it a little differently this week. I have decided, this is growth. I have decided the two-minute summary is sometimes bad. <laughs> sometimes it does yeah. not do enough for you. And so fit. much yeah. happens in this book, so much plot happens in this book, that, like, we cannot fuck around with a two-minute summary because no one's going to know what's going on. And they're going to miss all the really excellent bits and bobs that make this book good. Yes, yes I agree. Okay, I will read the back of the book. Okay. A unique, delightful, hilarious, unputdownable romance. I'm wonderstruck by the blonde identity. Allie Hazelwood, New York Times bestselling author of The Love Hypothesis. <laughs> the New York Times bestselling <laughs> author, y- bestselling YA author of the beloved Gallagher Girls series bursts onto the adult scene with a fast-paced, hilarious road trip rom-com about a woman with amnesia who discovers she's the identical twin of a rogue spy and must team up with a rugged, grumpy operative to stay alive. It's the middle of the night in the middle of Paris, and a woman just woke up with no memory. She only knows three things for certain. She has a splitting headache. The hottest guy she has probably ever seen is standing over her telling her to run. And oh yeah, people keep trying to kill her. She doesn't know who or why, but when she sees footage of herself finding off a dozen men, there's only one explanation. Obviously, she's a spy. Except, according to Mr. Hot Guy, she's not. She's a spy's identical twin sister. Too bad the only person who knows she's not the woman they're looking for is this very grouchy, very sexy, very secret agent who reluctantly agrees to help her disappear. Which is easier said than done when a criminal organization wants you dead and every intelligence service in the world wants you caught. Luckily, no one is looking for a pair of lovesick newlyweds on their honeymoons. And soon, they're lying their way across Europe, dodging bullets and faking kisses as they race to unravel a deadly conspiracy and clear her sister's name. 
But with every secret they uncover, the truth shifts until she no longer knows who to trust. The twin she can't remember or the mysterious man she can't let herself forget. So good. Hot dog. This book is so good. I have one thing to know before we get started. I want to hear it. Usually, I am so big on like the, just like let reality go away. Like let yourself into the book. You have to have, I I can't think of what the term is, but you have to just like fall into the fiction. It's fine. But when I was like, huh, yeah, the CIA just let an identical twin in. I was like, this (laughs) is not realistic. Because like, you're going to put the twin in danger. But that being said, this is a great book. So Allie Carter did a good job convincing me that the CIA would let this happen. And um, if you are afraid, not afraid, if you're like me and you're like, man, that would never work out. Identical twins can't be CIA agents. They can. Um, And Allie Carter proved that. That's all I'm well, going to say. And also, <laughs> like, remember when you were on Facebook in like seventh grade? And yeah. you would see the Facebook posts that are like, there are like seven people in the world that look exactly like oh, you. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking about when this was happening. Fair, Because fair. I was like, yeah, everyone looks like everyone else. Like, this is fine. Yeah. For like a large majority of the world, it wouldn't really matter if you had an identical twin. Yeah. But it's, it is kind of crazy that the CIA was like, no, that probably That's won't. That's fine be a problem that i like it's not an fine. issue and like the biggest thing is that the cia also would like see her and be like that's alex like in the book uh, at yes. some point and i was like guys you're the cia out of everyone in this book you should be the one who knows who's alex or not especially if you know she has a twin and that that's the only that's the only thing about this book where i was like this is crazy but I also did really enjoy it. I was like, I love a good twin story. The references to the parent trap alone were amazing. And the twin story was so good. That was a fun part of her amnesia is her like references to like tropes yeah. and movies were just like spot on, which yeah. was like always fun to like see through Sawyer's point of view. Our main characters are Zoe and Sawyer, in case you're wondering. Yes. And then the aforementioned identical twin is Alex. She's the one who has supposedly gone rogue. So Sawyer is always being like, what the fuck is she saying? Like, what is she (laughs) talking about? And Zoe is so certain about certain things, which is so funny because she barely knows her own name. Here's my qualm. My one nitpick. And then I think we should get into the hour-long summary. Yes. As a woman who has bonked her head, have you bonked your head? Have you had a concussion? I mean, you've met me. I've bonked my head. Times, <laughs> yes. That is the one thing that both books and movies are always being like, he's got a concussion. He's got a traumatic brain injury. He's fine. Yeah. He's not fine. They're not okay, guys. And she's not fine. Like, she gets a concussion. She has to, like, run through the streets of Paris. She's been awake for, like, God knows how long because she, like, got to Paris. Yeah. And then immediately got injected with the amnesiac serum. You're concussed and you've been awake. Yeah, she's bleeding. Yes. Like, she, she has blood, a head like, down her face. Like, it's, like, it's not just, like, a concussion. It's, like, bleeding from her head. Yeah. So, like, the rest of this takes, like, about a week. Yeah. Homegirl should be catatonic. <laughs> 
She should be like in the hospital, not like goofing off by the end of this book. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. my that's my only nitpick, and it's always my nitpick on like television and books that have concussions in them. Is I'm like, can we yeah. just give them some stitches? Like, stop throwing just that word anything. around. You don't seem to understand. I don't think you get it. They need to lie down. <laughs> and like the whole book, he was like, "We got to keep moving," and she's like, "Okay, but I'm tired." And he's like, "No." I, you could die because of your head wound, but we're not going to think about that. They just keep moving. But he also is, like, always finding little places for her to sleep. Yeah, it is It is nice. It is nice. It does crack me up when he's like, I don't sleep. I never sleep. And you're like, buddy, you'd be dead if you didn't sleep. Or he's like, sleep makes me more groggy. I was like, who is this man? That I do love Sawyer. Also, <laughs> like... Anytime that people are like, yeah, I never sleep. I'm like, you should be, like, in psychosis. Yeah, what's going on? Like, like you should know you need to keep your body healthy, dude. There's, like, Insane. I can have, like, one night a week where I sleep for, like, six hours. And then the rest of the nights of the week, eight and a half. Gotta be, yeah, at it's least. gotta be longer. At least. Like. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Here's how the book starts. Zoe wakes yes. up in ass-kicking high heels, high-heeled boots, in a snowbank, passed yes. the fuck out, blood coming down her face, she's got a splitting headache, and she has no idea who she is. The only reason she knows where she is is she can see the Eiffel Tower. Correct. That's where we start. She knows something really bad has happened. We then jump cut to Sawyer. He sees her in the snowbank and is like, Alex, my partner, who I am so mad at, is over there in that snowbank. What the fuck is going on? And he goes over there because he's like, I've been chasing you through Europe for like two weeks. You've gotten me shot at. I'm so pissed at you right now. You stole this flash drive and went into the cold and I don't know why you did it. And I'm worried you went rogue and sold it. And so he wakes Zoe up, not very kindly, and is like, I hate your fucking guts. And she wakes up and she has amnesia and is like, oh, hi. I think in her head, she's literally like, this is the hottest man I've ever seen. Yeah. And and she's like, language? The first thing she says to him is like, excuse me. And Sawyer. Takes one look at her little Bambi eyes and is like, fuck, this is the other twin. Alex always told me about having a twin. This is the other twin. And they immediately, like, grab hands and start running. Like, that's what happens. Yeah, and they, like, don't stop running until, like, a three-fourths of the way of the book, maybe? I don't know. I I think that the stop on the boat counts as not running. I... Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boat could have lasted so much longer. Like, oh, they I could have had, boat. like, one more night on the boat. So one more. <laughs> they're running through Paris. Zoe yes. figures out that Sawyer is a spy. And she's like, yes. okay, I know about this. I know about being a spy. Not because she is one, but because we find out later, she's, like, a romance novelist. So she's yes. read a lot. And she's like, I am going to do such a good job. So they're being yes. chased by men but on motorcycles. Just, they're being shot at. Yeah. She jumps off a bridge. Yes. And lands on a tourist boat, like a glass tourist boat. Yeah. 
And then her and Sawyer, like, latch themselves underneath a Paris bridge so that the bad guys can't find them. And they land on a tourist boat. A new tourist boat. It's a river cruise. And they land on the boat. They crawl under a tarp, close quarters. She's very cold. He's very warm, et cetera, et cetera. And they eavesdrop, and they hear the people in the boat talking about a young married couple named the Michaelsons who just missed their flight and weren't going to be able to make it, and they needed to store their luggage. Yes. Do you see where this is going, Mo? Oh, the minute it happened, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to get a fake, not only fake dating, we're going to get a fake, like, where are the Michaelsons? And I was like, yes. The best is that Sawyer didn't see it coming. Because, like, Zoe walks up so confident and is like, uh, hi, we're here to check in. We're the Michaelsons. And Sawyer's like, what? Where did she come up with this plan? And I'm like, are you kidding? I loved it. Sawyer is my little idiot robot son. He's so dumb. I love him. He's He's so dumb, but so smart. I'm the spy. I know what's going on. I know what's going on, like, internationally, globally, what's going on with all of these crime syndicates. And Zoe's like, you know, I just think I'm really good at this spy thing. Like, I am doing this. I'm doing that. Like, what does she keep saying? Like, I'm going to undercover. We're undercovering. She keeps saying, we're undercovering. (laughs) She's like, I love that it's a verb. (laughs) And she's she's like, do I need a little spy nickname? Should I be called the denominator? And he's like, the bottom part of a fraction? Yeah. He's like, from math? I loved it. Oh, but when they're okay, the best is that she also walks up and like fakes a southern accent. So not only is she like, We're the Michaelsons, she's like, We're the Michaelsons. And he's like, What did she just do? And like pulls out the southern accent. And then like the rest of the time they're on the boat, she's faking the southern accent, like talking to everyone, pulling up this like whole like charade of like what their life was. She was like, Yeah, I don't have a ring because like he had to have his emotional support animal and blah, blah, blah. I was like, she's got this all ready to go. And I probably should have put two and two together that her job was a writer before him. Yeah. Before the end of the book, I did not. I was like, wow, she's so good at these stories. Well, you know? and what I was thinking about the whole time was like, it's really fun that she's coming up with all of this stuff. But like, yeah, you have to remember all of that if you're going to be on this riverboat cruise. No, exactly. And she could barely remember her. She couldn't remember her own name. The physical humor on the boat is so funny because she is exactly the same size as Mrs. Michelson, except, and they get all the Michelson's luggage, except that her boobs are like double the size (laughs) of Mrs. Michelson. Yes. Yes. So there is like one scene where she puts on this dress for dinner and she's like gonna go out on the cruise and she's like, Sawyer, I need you to zip me. And he like chokes on his tongue at like how much <laughs> cleave is going on in the front of the dress. And then yes. he can't get it to zip and she's like, no, it'll be fine. And she like reaches into the front of the dress and pulls her boobs up even higher so they can get it to zip. And then the chapter ends with her going to Sawyer. This is something that actually made me laugh out loud. And she turns to him and she goes, tell me the truth. And he's like, okay. And he thinks that she's going to ask something like serious because he is like reeling because she's doing such a good job and she looks so cute and her boobs are right in his face. And she goes, yeah, 
can you see my nipples? <laughs> it so did, it did make me laugh so hard. So yeah. funny. Like, so good. It was all the dialogue like that, that I was like, this book yeah. is perfect to me. Like, it is so readable. Yeah. It is so accessible. The humor is funny without being yeah. stupid. Like, frankly, every girl has had a little moment where she's like, something's gonna slip. Can you? Yeah. Can you? Is something wrong? Something is. Yeah. Allie Carter's just asking yeah. out loud. Exactly. Oh. And, like, she also plays up the romance so well in this boat. Because they've known each other for, like, what, two, maybe three days by the end of the boat. Yeah. And these two are, like, they're deep into fake dating. And they're, like, we're in love. Because he goes and, like, buys her a ring on this boat. And is like, you need a ring. We're on our honeymoon. And she, and she gladly accepts it. And, oh, my gosh. They are so in love by the end of this, like, two-day stint. And he's like, man. I ne-, and, and he's so, like, be- he's beating himself up the entire time. Because he's like, I'm so dangerous. I'm putting her her in danger by being here. If she stays with me, she's going to (laughs) die. It's so, but like, I don't know. I think his internal monologue also cracked me up because he is so just like down on himself the whole time. Like every, every person's expendable, blah, blah, blah. blah. I loved it. Well, and I wonder if that has something to do with like the way that a lot of spy novels treat beautiful women as expendable. Because they yeah. are, like, really mostly written for men. Like, I really wonder if Allie Carter yeah. is trying to say something about the, like, Bond trope, where Bond is kind of, like, cut up about it, but he doesn't really mind doing it again. Like, he is yeah, just, like... every every movie. New yeah. girl. <laughs> new girl. Yeah. Maybe three new girls. They all die. Yeah. yeah. They're going like, they're going to die. In various atrocious ways. Like, it's, like, really kind of terrible to be a Bond woman, actually. Yeah. So I do yeah. wonder if this is kind of Allie Carter, like, trying to say something about, like, we can, like, have qualms about the way we as spies treat women in our narratives. Yep. Sawyer is also just, like, very self-flagellating, though. Like, he's really, like, yeah. I... And it kind of sounds like he only did, like, one bad thing. In the book? Yeah, because, like... yeah. When you know how Natasha Romanoff is like, I've got a lot, a lot of red in my ledger that I like need to like deal with or whatever. Like Sawyer has red in his ledger. He's obviously killed a lot of people, but like an innocent person that he got killed. It sounds like there's like one of them. Yeah, and he seems very torn up about it. Like nightmares every night. Like I don't scream because I think of Helena, and you're like, okay, we get it. Yeah, you're upset, dude. Which, like, okay, I get it. It's you're, It's worth being upset over. But, like... Okay. Yeah. So when they leave this boat, it is not on good terms. Zoe no. has changed into one of Mrs. Michelson's little nightgowns because she has decided she's going to seduce Sawyer. Oh, gosh. Yes. Sawyer has gone for a walk on the boat. Zoe does yes. not know this. He has also taken the bank card from her pocket and is intending oh, yes. to leave. But then yes. he sees... This is a, a Swiss bank card. I feel like we haven't mentioned this. Uh, Zoe has this bank card that she thought was a hotel card. And um, Sawyer ID'd it as, like, this Swiss bank car- account card um, that Zoe obviously didn't know what it was because she had amnesia. Um, and then this is when, like, a first, our first miscommunication qualm starts. So, sorry, whatever you were saying. 
No, no, no. All good. The Swiss bank card is really important, but Zoe doesn't know it. It is. Yes. And then she gets thrown into the river by a large Russian man. And Sawyer realizes that there's a large Russian man on the boat because he sees footprints that came from nowhere in the snow on the boat. So he throws himself in the river. He has his little go bag. He gets in the river and he rips the negligee off. Off yep, of our of main Zoe. character, off of Zoe, yeah. and uses it to strangle the large Russian man. So now yep. she's just naked in the river. Yep. And gets out, and he gives yeah. her his wet coat, which, that's another qualm I have about this book, actually, Mo, is yeah. they are, like, acting like it is, like, not a big deal to be that cold. No, yeah. They're like, he's like, it's fine. Like, you'll make it. At least you're not, di- at least you're not naked. And I'm like, you're giving her hypothermia. She like has like, hypothermia. Extra layer of wet. You're putting like extra layer of wet, making her like freezing cold. No, I agree with you on that one. She, she should have died. With yeah, that, there's, but- yeah, there's a classic suspension of disbelief with spy novels That's, where you're kind yes, of like, suspend- like the yeah. number of times she falls down a mountain in this movie. Oh my god. She just jumps. Like, not only like a mountain. Times. She's like, I'm gonna jump off this bridge. I'm gonna jump down this. Yes! Multiple times in this book. I have yes. to tell you something that happens in the first Please. Allie Carter Gallagher girl book. Okay. So yeah. she falls in love with a boy from town, and no one knows that yeah. they're spies at the Gallagher school. And then he yeah. finds out, and he like tries to come save her, and she like really sadly is like, no, Josh. I'm a spy. And then she puts on her little harness gear and jumps off the roof of the school. So this is an Allie Carter trope, everyone. This is an Allie Carter trope, (laughs) is to literally just be throwing yourself off of things dramatically at all times. It is so fucking funny. I love, like, a good dramatic, like, bye guys, and you just throw yourself off of something. Because me too. Me too, guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I want to exit. So they go find this castle. They go yes. find this castle. And he warms her up. He like, not like that. And then he makes a little fire. And then she wakes up in the morning and she reaches into the pocket of the coat that she has slept in. And she pulls yes. out the card. Yes. And she's like, why do you have this? And then they have their little argument. And he explains that it's a Swiss bank. And she takes the card. and. She goes through the forest into this little Bavarian town and yep. she gets on a train and she leaves. Yeah. And Sawyer thinks that she sold the wedding ring and he, <gasps> yes. Oh my God. He's heartbroken. He's like, well, I guess we weren't really married. Oh my gosh. But he's clearly so crushed about it. It's really cute. Yeah. And he's really crushed about it. She sold the earrings, we find out later, but they're on this train, they're arguing yes. on the train, she goes to the bathroom, and he follows her, and they have a little sexual chemistry moment while yep. they're arguing, that comes back to, frankly, haunt you later. We can talk about this when we talk about Too Many Hands, but I found the sex in this book to be deeply jarring. I, yeah, it was, I agree with you. <laughs> like, like in our last week book, it was very fun and light, and I was like, okay. And this book, I was like, both of these people are very traumatized, and they are using this in a scary way. <laughs> no, not even that. Like, I found the dirty talk to be really jarring. I was Well, like, that's what I mean. Yeah. 
Like, I was like, yeah, you could just like make out and like jump cut to the sex afterwards. Anyway, we'll get yeah. there. Yes. Sawyer leaves the bathroom before she does because she's like, no, I really yes. came back here to pee. Like, it wasn't just me trying to get away from you. I really have to go to the bathroom. And he's like, oh, sorry. And he leaves the bathroom and the CIA is there. Yes. And they're fighting Collins. with this man named Collins. Bullshit. And yes. this is the first time Zoe has a real memory. She comes out. Yes. And unlike the fear that she's had the rest of the book, which has just been like normal panic fear, she is like, yeah. that man, she has like no, a no, visceral no. reaction. Like she like immediately descends into like a level of panic she hasn't in memory experienced before. And she freaks out. Yep. And Sawyer is like, can you fucking run? Because she's just like frozen. And Collins is like, so good to see you again, Zoe. And he calls her Zoe. Yes. Which is very scary because we know that Alex is the spy. So we know that that was our first insight of like, oh, something has happened. Now we know Collins, she was in Paris for something. Yeah. Um, oh, I did not like it. And they, like, have their little battle. She shoves Collins out of the train and doesn't even freak out about the fact that she, like, probably killed him. And yeah. then Sawyer's like, the train's not going that fast. We need to jump. And they jump yeah. out of the train. This is not realistic. I, once no. again, am <laughs> asking if people understand how much it hurts to fall down a mountain. I don't know if Allie Carter does. I That's don't what, think that Allie Carter does. I don't I don't think she does. I don't think she realizes it. She's like, well, it, it'll work. Well, like, and even, it makes a good story. If there's even like a stick stuck in the ground somewhere and you land on it, like, you have a puncture wound. Yeah. Which does happen to Sawyer. Oh. You know immediately that Sawyer is hurt. Because he like winces yeah. a little and she's like, Are you okay? And yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm literally fine. I'm fine. Like, I got a little scratched up going down the mountain. Like, don't even worry about it. It's all good. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I've never been hurt in my life. <laughs> he's such a man. Like, I'm fine. Don't talk, don't look at me. <laughs> well, and like, to be fair, there's nothing either of them can do about it right then. And he lost his go bag. Nightmare. Yes. Yes. And they fell down Ugh. a mountain. And they look like they fell down a mountain. Yep. They steal a car in the next town. Kind of. There's, yeah. like, a moment where Sawyer is like, I'll go fight all of these bad men. You just run. And then she remembers how to hotwire a car. This actually was good deep fakes from Allie Carter, I think. That she is just, like, always remembering that she can, like, hotwire a car. She's like, I know how to do all these things. Yeah. Because she's an author. Not because yeah. she's a spy. Just because she has, like, consumed enough media to know how to do some stuff see okay this is also how i knew i was just not gonna pick up the author trope until the very end i just assumed that alex was teaching her all these things as like self-defense oh yeah so i was like ah her twin sister was like this is how you do this just in case even though you're the good twin i just thought like you know twins hang out together all the time the bad twin's always gonna influence the good one i found alex I witnessed a bunch of twins when we met Alex, I found Alex to be, like, irredeemably annoying with the way she was treating Zoe. Oh, my, Zoe. okay. 
I'm glad you thought that too. She was babying her. Like every time she was like, she's so ill. And then Sora's like, I don't know. She's been running this whole time. And then, okay, so to preface this, everyone, we find out at one point we see that like Zoe's got a bunch of scars on her body. We don't know what they're from. We later find out it's because she had a bunch of surgeries as a kid because she had like a bad heart. So Alex is like very protective of her. But then like Sawyer has talked to her about this. There's three conversations, I think, maybe four, with between Alex and Sawyer, where Sawyer's like, blah, 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 like, why isn't she able to do this stuff? And Alex is like, she's got a bad heart. And okay, great. And then they have the same conversation. And then the last one, Alex is like, well, it was when she was a baby. She's been fine since she was like four. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, your why, mom wouldn't even let you we... go up the stairs. You always had to take the That's escalator. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, ever, like, she's like, well, she's been fine since she was four. So, like, I'm not too worried. But, like, so why are we acting like she's, like, the most, like, yeah, like, weak person in the world? Sawyer's like, no, she can run and, like, do all those fun things. And Alex is like, no, we can't let her out of the house. Why is she here? I was like, this is annoying. I agreed with you on that. And also, like, Alex does not believe her about the amnesia thing, which I also thought yes. was bullshit. That pissed She's me like, off. Her sister it, comes to save her it. and is like, you're the stupidest fucking person I've ever met. Why the fuck are you in Z- Zurich? Like, yeah. why did you go into the bank? And Zoe's like, because we needed to help you. And Alex is just like, you're stupid. Like, why are you here? Yeah. You like weak person. And Zoe is like, I literally don't even, I've never talked to you before in my life. Like, I literally She's don't like, even I- know who you are. I have amnesia. Yeah. And, and Alex is like, Alex- this isn't one of your stupid little books. What does that even mean, Alex? She just told you she doesn't have amnesia. Like, she... Yeah. She... She I, doesn't know again, anything. Also, did not really she was an author. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I also read a lot of books. <laughs> I don't know how. I was the last one to get filled in on this. Like, until they were like... Until Zoe was like, I'm an author. I was like, oh. I was just very clueless. This entire time, I, I, you know what, guys? I was an English major, but I am so bad at picking up little hints. Sometimes this is not a this is not a good one for me. I have just thought of something. Yeah, you know who would be so good in the movie version of this? Ooh, please tell me, Lindsay Lohan. I'm just kidding. No, I think it is my problematic <laughs> queen, Gina Rodriguez. She would. From she Jane would. the Virgin? She would kind of yeah. eat, I think. She would. Problematic queen for sure. But <laughs> yeah, she would be good at this. Oh, I think you're right, actually. Um, I just think there's a lot of parent trap references, which I personally love. And I think it would be hilarious if Lindsay Lohan came out as a twin, like, for this movie again. Yeah, but you must admit, Lindsay Lohan's little ski lodge movie was kind of ass. It was no, kind I agree. of have you seen, Wait, have you seen the other movie where she plays twins? I don't know if you've seen this movie. Okay, what? guys, if you haven't, wait, there's a movie where she plays twins that were separated. Another movie where they were separated at birth. Wait, Lindsay. What? Okay, wait. Um, <laughs> and, okay, twin horror movie. It's like a horror movie. Oh, so they're separated at of birth, Of course I right? haven't seen it. No, no, no. Oh, it's called I Know Who Killed Me. So, Lindsay Lohan wakes up, okay? And she's in like a ditch and she's missing an arm and a leg. Okay. Very important to the plot. And 
and she's like what the heck and like she is found by like the police or whatever and she's taken to this family and she's like i've never seen these bitches before in my life okay she's like these are not my parents turns out she has an identical twin that she was separated from at birth she's been living with their actual mother who's like a crack addict okay grew up that life the twin was like stolen at birth and was with like these really rich white people some guy kidnapped her twin and like cut off her leg and her arm and because they're twin they're connected telepathically and anything that happens to one twin happens to the other twin just just deal with it and then all of a sudden she starts to like she can't breathe anymore it's because the other twin was buried okay so she starts suffocating oh my god it's a crazy movie guys it's called i know who killed me um, another great Lindsay Lohan twin movie. Um, it came out in like 2007. So you know, that's like a perfect horror. Like, oh, it's good. I really yeah. like it. It's really bad. It's, it's not her best twin acting work. She did peak at like 11, but highly suggested. Okay. Back to <laughs> the blonde identity. No, no, no. I'm so glad <laughs> I know about that now. That would be fun. Yeah. I guess it kind of tough for it to be Gina Rodriguez because the whole thing is the blonde identity and she like yeah, has fair, blonde fair. hair and Alex has red hair. But like, I do kind of think that I just am like picturing, I guess maybe that's the only character on television I have heard say I'm an author over and over and over again. <laughs> like when she's talking to Raphael yeah. and he's like, what's your dream career? And she's like, I'm an author. An author. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sawyer, they escape. Yeah. Sawyer drives them to the little lodge in the mountains that belongs to his spy dad. The only place he got to spend time with his dad was at this little lodge yeah. in the summer because it was off the books. Yep. Only place he could call him father. Only place he could call him father. That was depressing. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor guy. He was like, yeah. I was my mother for sex. I was like, okay. I'm sorry, Sawyer. Um, then they find out that he has a big gash in his side with like a stick stuck in it and zoe dumps a bunch of vodka on it yanks it out and then just like leaves him there to do his own medical care because she's so pissed at him this also a trope i love yeah i love when people pretend not to be hurt and then they're not yep. so grievously injured that they cannot, like, heal. Survive. And survive and yeah. be fine. But they get to yep. really piss off their partner. Mm. Chef's kiss to me. I love it. I so eat it good. like candy. I think it is so good. <laughs> it is good. I really liked it. And then I love that, like, sh- like in this tiny little town, Zoe still is like, I'm going to go into the town. Where everyone can see me and like buy food for breakfast. And Sawyer's like, what? Why did you do that? Why don't you understand? So he's like, well, it's what, it's okay. No one knows. I'm undercovering. And well, the reason she's undercovering and does a good job is she puts a pillow up her shirt like she's pregnant. She does. She is actually very smart. I love it. No one's looking at my face. Look at this. Ah, uh, she's and very smart. Sawyer, I think, in the book also has a little like, oh my god. Zoe. He does. A baby. My baby. He's like, and he's like I wish. <laughs> oh my god. This is also when it starts to get really horny. 
And I think we can yeah. skip to too many hands and then skip back again. Yeah. One, Sawyer has almost killed Zoe while he's sleeping, like, every time he's slept in this book. Because yeah. he starts to have a nightmare, and she does the stupidest thing possible, which is touch him to wake him yeah, up. Yeah, tries to wake him up. Yeah. He's so good at killing people. You really want to yeah. touch him to wake him up? Yeah. Not and a then great idea. Like, leaves bruises on her neck like he strangles her and he has a little ah i'm the worst man alive moment and goes to shower and she goes yep. in, follows him into the bathroom and they like have a little like gentle confrontation about what it is to be a good person yep and then he like she's like sitting on the bathroom counter and he comes over there in his towel and he starts saying things like do you remember when I stood between your pretty little legs on the train? Yep. It was like I don't know where told Allie Carter that like for a book to be smutty, it had to be like dirty. Yeah. He yeah. should have just said, "Do you know how much I want to kiss you right now?" Yeah. He could have. Like, yes. That easy. There's also there. Where, speaking of showers, there was, like, at least five or six mentions where, like, Sawyer would be, like, in his head, like, man, I really need to take a shower right now while he was, like, looking at Zoe. Like, like, referencing, like, man, I have a boner right now and I have to go cool off, like, immediately. There was, like, probably six, probably six mentions in this book. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not even think I'm exaggerating on that one. Like, genuinely... It was, like, in his inner monologue multiple times. And I was like, what is going on? Mostly when she was dressed it's not even that horny. Like, it's not no. that horny of a book. That's why it was so jarring. Because they have yeah. this, like, really intense dirty talk. They kiss, like, one time. Yeah. And then they jump cut to after sex. Why yes. bother? Why? why yeah. It, it's just, like, yeah. And it would just be, like, thrown in. Because he'd be like, she's walking down the stairs to dinner. Oh man, I really need a shower right now. And you're like, <laughs> what's happening? Like, it was, I was, it would just be thrown in there. Like, it was, like, I, jarring is the only word for it, where she would just throw it in, in like the middle of what we were reading. And you're like, what? Like, this is it. What was happening? Like, this could have been a sexy <laughs> romance without a smutty romance. Yeah. And I don't think that she, this is my only, truly my only true complaint about the book. Like, not picking nits, like, yeah. really just, like, my only true complaint is that, like, I thought that that was kind of, like, clunky and potentially unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I think I agree with you, actually. That, yeah. Because I got over the twin thing really fast. <laughs> like, I was like, no, this is fun. And then I was just like, uh... This is what's happening. Like they would just say things that I was like, "This is too much, too fast." You've known her for two days, forty-eight hours, and she has a head wound. Why are we doing this right now? She needs to be lying down, not doing anything. Yeah, that's the and real it, issue here. Yeah, that that truly <laughs> is it. And it wasn't even too many hands in that. Like the sex wasn't realistic. It was that like it was too many hands in that. I was like, oh my god. What are you, yeah, it why was just are you like saying that to her jump right scare. now? Like, jump scare, guys. It was a jump scare. Like, in Danny Brown, when they were immediately being, like, so dirty with each other, they were, like, 
flirting first. They were, like, yes. saying innuendos. They were, like, making things sexual and then, like, glancing at the other, like, are we on the same wavelength? Here, yeah. Zoe, like, doesn't know who she is. She has just freaked the fuck out about, like, she is... I don't really know what body horror is, but I'm pretty sure that Zoe is experiencing body horror. Yes. Because she, she like, has almost died multiple times for multiple different things. She's yeah, like I agree with you. She's out. She has these scars all over her body. She doesn't know where they came from. She's like, either I was a science experiment or like something is trying to kill me. And yeah. then like literally three paragraphs later, Sawyer is like saying things to her that you should like not say to someone that you have not already like established some sort of sexual precedence with yes yeah agreed ah! that's how i feel and about that's it. the only way to put it yeah yeah that little squawking yeah. noise is the only way to put it yes like it's just like uh like i don't even it's just again i think jump scare and jarring are like the best ways to describe it in this book it's just it comes out of nowhere, and you're like, that's not what was going on. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> just kiss a little. You're, just, like, have a nice little makeout. Little. And then jump cut. Like, you yeah. do not need to say dirty, dirty things to this woman. You None don't. of us thought She's... that you were... I just, like, it also feels a little bit... Like, I think that Ali Carter did strike a really good balance of, like, she's an amnesiac, and also she, like, knows she is worldly. Yeah. Like, she knows yeah. what sex is, but, like, she literally does not remember ever having sex with another person. She's a born-again virgin. Yes. Yeah. And I think yeah. maybe that's what's really giving me the ick. It's like, I yeah. don't know if, like, Zoe is really in a place where she can consent to a sexual encounter. Yeah. I Yeah, I think I agree with you. Because there, there was definitely, like, a whole scene where she was talking to Sawyer. Like, do you think anyone's ever loved me or, like, dated me? Like, Ever? do you think someone's in love with me right now? Yeah. And, like, like, she was very much contemplating, like, has anyone ever, like, dated me or loved me or, like, been in love with me and, like, was very concerned about that. And she was like, it's silly. It's not silly. Like, you have no idea what's going on in your life at all. She didn't know her name. Like, it was muscle memory that we got her name because she, like, wrote it down. Yeah. Um, And, like, we are only getting, like, the pieces that, like, Yes, muscle memory is a big thing. So, like, the little pieces in the back of her mind that her body just, like, remembers how to do. But, like, she doesn't know anything about her life. Like, she has no long-term memory going on. So, I think you're right. It It is a very, uh, I don't think she is in a place to to consent to it right now. You're right. That Maybe is that's also, why yeah. it feels so gross. I think that's how to articulate that. Is you're kind of like, yeah, yes. I'm glad they want each other. I'm glad they like each other. I'm glad that they're falling in love. Like, obviously, that's why I'm reading it. But, like, that should have been, like, a a pure experience. Not, like, a... Not, like, a... Yeah. We're going straight down the AO3 rabbit hole yes. experience. It felt like a chapter 32 of AO3. <laughs> like, we're, we're deep into this. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the plot. Yeah. They go to Zurich. She dyes her hair red. She makes it into the bank. When she comes yes. back out of the bank, she has two safety deposit box boxes. Yes. Two flash drives. And Sawyer doesn't know that because Sawyer has been detained, essentially. Collins finds yeah. her again and is trying to get the flash drive from her, 
When here comes Alex, she jumps her motorcycle yes. over a van. Zoe gets on the back with her. And Alex is immediately, as we previously discussed, being a huge dick. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, obviously she's scared for her sister. So, like, maybe you can be a huge dick and that's okay. But, like, I don't know. That was also kind of jarring because the Zoe that we know has been being treated as, like, a fairly capable person by Sawyer. Yeah. And, and Sawyer doesn't even know her. And he just thinks of her as, like, an, like, a person with amnesia. And he's like, she's got it. But Alex arrives and is like, dummy, why are you here? You can't do anything. And that, that felt very, like, oh, wait, what? Shitty. Yeah. It felt shitty. Yeah. Because um, I also, before, like, the Collins thing, I had just assumed Alex had brought her to Paris. So, like, yes, I we had just gotten, like, a chapter or two before that, like, we knew she was there for a different reason. But, yeah. So. And I, I thought Alex knew she was in Paris, I guess is what I mean. We get, we get the Allie Carter classic. The number one perfect betrayal. Sawyer comes walking out of the woods while Alex and Zoe are arguing. They're on the edge of the cliff somehow. Yes. They are arguing with each other. Sawyer walks out and Alex immediately pulls a gun on Sawyer. Zoe like runs over to Sawyer. She's like, thank God you're safe. Blah, 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 blah. Alex is like, get away from him. The first time I read this, I fully believed Sawyer was bad. And I was I did, no, really, I did too. really worried about how Allie Carter was going to, like, find a way for... There's, like, wasn't much book left. So I was no, like... No, I was... My stomach dropped. I was like, he's bad. Oh, God. How are you going to make us forgive him? I was like, you spent... It's a standalone novel. So many chapters. Yeah. Um, And then Sawyer, Kozlov the Russian. We haven't mentioned him. He's kind of the driver between all behind all of this because it's his yes. information on the flash drive. Yes. Sawyer sneakily gives information to Zoe to convince her to jump off the cliff to run. Yep. And he and this is how we should have known it was a con. Yeah. Like transforms before her eyes into the man that Sawyer had been trying to convince her that he was. Yeah. Allie. Yeah. Allie Carter. I I genuinely felt sick. I was like, I just spent 40 chapters getting to know this man. Falling in love with this and man. And he's the bad guy. And he's the bad guy this whole time. Yeah. Thank God that, I have to say, thank God that lasted like a chapter. Maybe not even two. Because I was like, oh man. <laughs> that was a whirlwind. Like, I did not feel good reading that. I was like, I can't do this betrayal. Alan Carter is kind of Sarah J. Moss in the way that, like, <laughs> the last, like, 50 pages of her books, you're like, and a betrayal, and this, and that, oh my god, and the Gallagher yeah, everything Girl was books, just... book two, yeah. it's an all-girls school, guess who is allowed love to it. join? A boy. A One boy. boy. A singular. A I boy. love it. I love it. And then there is so okay. much betrayal, it's amazing. It's... Uh, love it. I love it. Anyway. I love it. The betrayal lasts like a chapter. He yes. gets himself in Kozlov's good graces. He goes to visit Alex in her cell and convinces yes. Alex that he loves Zoe so much and that he's trying to get her out. And um, then Zoe comes up with a plan. She fell down another mountain. 
Yes. She bribes a man to take her in a taxi to Zurich. Yep. She gets a hotel room, some burner phones, and then she comes up with the most bomb ass. Yeah. Exchange of flash drive and prisoner of Alex that yes. anyone has ever seen. You see. Yeah. On the boat with the Michelsons. Yes. There are these two men who are married, and yes. one of them is building Mark the world's <laughs> largest glass bottom bridge across the border between Italy and Switzerland. What a perfect what a perfect little plot line. What a perfect little plot line. <laughs> and Alex is on one side and Zoe is on the other, and there's a little iPad on one side, and she's streaming the exchange to MI6 Interpol. Yes. And Oh my god, Mossad. Yes. And they do their little hostage exchange. Everything goes to shit. Alex yeah. goes out into the cold because she believes yes. the CIA has a mole. And it does. It's yes. Collins. Yes. And we yes, find this out brought- because Collins tries to push Zoe off a mountain. Again! Yes. Another mountain, everyone. Yeah. And, yeah, so Collins gets, we find, Collins gets got, basically. He gets got, which is great. Um... And then we find out that, like, hey, guys, just so we all know, like, the CI does have a mole, but it's not Alex, and it's not Sawyer, which is great, because I was worried. Because Didn't Sawyer isn't trust. even CIA. He isn't even American. Oh, yeah. Oh, this? yeah. That's the, that's the biggest plot twist. Okay, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. Guys, we get to the end of the book, Okay. So she's been streaming this whole thing. The exchange has happened. The flash drive she gives them is like, haha. Well, they have like a fake little like flash drive with like Alex and pictures of Alex and her. Okay. We get to the end and she's talking to MI6 and she's like, this man's even hotter. Like, I think she's calling him Duke of Hoddington or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And it's like the head of MI6 and blah, blah, blah. She keeps talking to him. We, she walks out. We find out the Duke of, of Hoddington. Is Sawyer's dad. <laughs> and that Sawyer has been an MI6 agent this whole time. Not CIA. And we're like, huh? What? Like, that's insane. Here's that's my main pledges. question. Here's <laughs> my main question. Is his American accent real or is the British accent that he uses right at the end to, like, be attractive? Like, which is real? Great question, because I listened to this on audiobook, and the whole time it was like a gruff American accent, and I because it, it was a man and a woman, so it wasn't just like a girl reading it, which was great. It would switch off and on. Oh hell yeah! And so when they give this reveal that he's British, I was like, what the heck? Because his inner monologue's American, like this whole time, I'm like, what is going on? So then to find out that this man's not American at the very end of the book was. It was shocking. Like, the biggest plot twist of all time. I was like, this is nuts. I loved it. Loved it. Sawyer was going to let her go. And he has been like, my dad's a piece of shit. He, like, left my mom. He was just a spy. His dad is like, my biggest regret in the whole world is not staying with your mother. Because I did love her. 
And, like, us, the Hoddingtons, deserve love. So, like, he, like, chases her across the tarmac. He, like, pulls out the little silver ring he still has in his pocket. Michael says, He's like, I'm coming with you. Yes. And she's like, even though I don't know where I live. And he's like, it's on your luggage tags, babe. We'll find it. We got this. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And then, guys, the very end of the book, Alex shows back up again. Because she's gone. She parachutes away. And Alex shows up. And we're like, oh, man, what's she here for? And she's like, I have a mission for you. And we're like, a mission? Everyone's out of the game. And then, oh, it's great. What does she say? Wait, I want to find the exact line. Uh. It's so good. It's very, like, maybe this will be, like, a little duo where she'll also write a book about Alex. Oh, yeah. So you're thinking this whole time, like, there's going to be a sequel, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, long story short, I'm in an enemies to lovers situation. Oh, my God. Oh, and I think I'm going to need your help. I I was like, that's perfect. This is the best day of my life. It's so good. Like, you know, Zoe was reeling. She's like, yes, let's go. And then the question is, how enemies to lovers is this? Is it Kozlov? Is it Kozlov? I'm just kidding. Oh, Kozlov, the old man who carries himself like he man. used to be bigger. <laughs> is it Collins? Like, who is it? That's what I want to know. Collins she could have Guantanamo enemies Bay. anywhere. Collins, she's, she's got like, enemies all over the world. That's all I can say. I also love, like, it is actually like a really big deal when people from other countries kill each other. In clandestine yeah. ways. Like, the way that it is a big deal that so many, like, Russian expatriates in the U.S. have been killed by, um, oh my god, what's his butt? The dictator. The one who's currently dictator. Oh, Vladimir? Yeah, Vladimir Putin. He's killed yeah. so many people. And it's, yeah. like, a big fucking deal. If there was a shootout across the biggest glass-bottomed bridge in the world... Where an American civilian killed a CIA operative by pushing him off a mountain after he illegally injected her with an amnesia serum after being a mole for the Russians? Oh my fucking god. Do you know how much money the American government (laughs) would be paying me? I would never work again. Yeah. Yeah. You would pay me uh, a cool $150,000 a year. Yep. And yep. it would come out of the defense budget. Yep. Like, <laughs> that's my salary. For that week of my yeah. life, you owe me $150,000 a year until I die. I will have oh, a start. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't ever want to see work again. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> this, this book, oh I guess that is the biggest, like, Oh my gosh, I got COVID and flu shots today and I did not move my arm enough and I'm in so much move pain. It? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It hurts so bad. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I guess that's like the biggest actual fake thing is not the twin thing, not the, not the concussion thing. The fact that like there are like four different agencies and a Russian crime syndicate after two people in the streets of Paris. That they, like, yeah. jumped onto a tourist boat, broke the windshield. Like, random Russians are shooting at, like, Parisian civilians on the River Seine. Yes. And there isn't an international incident. 
No one's talking. There was no news. There was no news. Like, no one's talking about it. Like, the civilians aren't running and screaming. There was no mention about it. It was just, like, a a casual day. (laughs) Just another day in Paris. Just another day. Casual day in Paris, guys. Oh, my God. Who who knows what's happening? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. Out, Out of the three things, I think that's the most unrealistic. <laughs> do oh we gosh. still need to talk about the perfect man? Do we need to talk about Sawyer? Uh, yeah, we can talk about Sawyer. Sawyer, I feel like out of all three of the men this month, I love him, but I don't think he's my favorite. I think he's a little too like I'm dangerous and I'm gruff and I can't love anyone because I'll kill, I'll get them killed. And I was like, okay, man, I get it, and that's true. But just just stop saying it. You've said it like forty billion times. I get it. <laughs> like Allie Carter is like kind of obsessed with the idea of the like psyche of the spy. Like she is really yeah. always talking about the life of the spy. Which is fun. Fair. I think. Yeah. But Fair. yeah, Sawyer <sighs> I do think that it is really like from the get-go, you know that he's a good person because he, like, just, like, takes Zoe under his wing. He's not like, I'm going to take this amnesiac to the hospital and get her in touch with yes. the right authorities. Like, he could just take her to MI6. Like, if he's at yeah. MI6 and he trusts his dad, yeah. why is Zoe not at the British consulate. That's a great question. Cause he, um, I think his immediate words were like, don't go to the CIA. They're gonna, they're gonna kill you too. Or like, you're yeah. gonna, you're, they're gonna arrest you. And you're like, what? but they know that she is a twit. That's the thing is he kept being like, they're gonna arrest you. They think you're Alex. And she's like, but they know, like, they know she has a twin the whole time. The CIA should know that she has a twin and that this is not the right twin. Also, okay, I have one question, and this is my just this is my just question about twins in general. Do twins have the same blood DNA? Yes. If you're okay. identical twins, your DNA is the same. You do? I think okay, I potentially so. your fingerprints are different. Okay. That's but what I was wondering. Your blood like, they is had the her, same. Your blood is the exact same. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Because I was like, I thought they were, but I was like, I know their DNA is the same and they split from like the same cells or whatever. But I was like, is it the exact same? But okay. Because there's a part where like she pretends to be Alex, guys. And she like, they draw her blood and they're like, ah, that's, that's her. So also, I like how they just have like fancy. I mean, I guess Swiss banks are like this, guys. I wouldn't know. I don't have a Swiss bank account. No. Don't look. Okay. We don't to try to just get into money. it. <laughs> I, I know. Um, don't, my bank account is not worth stealing any money from, but she like goes in and pricks her finger and I'm like, that's how it works. That's DNA for you. Absolutely. (laughs) It's kind of, it's giving Elizabeth Holmes. It is, but I love it. So it's fine. It felt very juicy and I was like, oh man, is she going to pass the test? So. (laughs) I think that I said it perfectly earlier in the outline. I think that Sawyer is my perfect little robot son. Yeah. Like, he... Ooh, robot. He really is, like, I am not programmed 
for this woman. Like, yeah. It's very, um, it's very, she can't keep getting away with it. (laughs) Like, that's how it feels sometimes. Like, when she goes to get the bacon and eggs from the town with the pillow under her shirt, like, he's literally like, oh my god. Like, she should be teaching spycraft at Langley. Like, he's like, she's so much better at undercovering than me. (laughs) I also love that he starts using it, too. He's like, yeah, we're undercovering. Like, you're doing a good job. He's so whipped at that point. It's like, you've known her for, I think, I think this book, if you look at the timeline, is like 72 hours max. I think it might be like five days. Okay, it's somewhere between like three and five days. But by the end of this book, he is like, I will marry and die for this woman. This is the only woman I care about. This is the only person I know. And it's like, at that point, You've known this woman less time than you have probably spent, you know, brushing your teeth or all this kind of, I don't know, man, you don't know her that well. You just have spent a lot of time adrenaline jumping with her, but I I respect the game. So that's okay. I do respect the game. (laughs) Um, I too fall in love with people that fast. So (laughs) I have once again, forgotten to put Goodreads into the outline. But okay, that's, that's okay. fine. I got it pulled up. You got it pulled up. You're ready. Do you have <laughs> I one? I do. Let's go. Let's um, hear let's it. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I feel like this one really sums up Allie Carter in general. This is basically an adult Gallagher girls book. Adult Gallagher girls book. Adult Gallagher girls book. Which felt <laughs> very, very telling. And then let's see. A lot of these are telling me that. Oh, this one says, are you ready for a heart throbbing action packed espionage adventure? meets romance with enemies to lovers and grumpy meets sunshine tropes if your answer is hell yes the blonde identity is for you very this true was such a good grumpy sunshine book this one cracks me up it says i mean i disagree but it says listen listen this is not a five-star read but my gallagher girl loving heart was absolutely giggling over it and then they gave it five stars <laughs> so I, fair enough man i do think it is a five-star read you can shut up i do I loved it. I was sucked in immediately. The dialogue. I thought it was good. Allie Carter is a good writer. Like yes. she's a good writer. That's what it comes down yeah. to. Um, something that I should have been asking you every week, and I haven't been asking Please. as much because, like, I used to always ask people if they would buy this book. Because part of the reason that we started this podcast, we, me, I, was because I was, like, consuming a lot of book talk and bookstagram. And, like, have you seen the videos where they're, like, books I've bought this year, books books I've read this year, and the, like, the, like, pile kind of changes sizes. But the thing that never change is they never finish their piles, pile of books that they've bought. Yeah. They just keep buying. And suddenly they've spent... Like, it's gotta be, like, a grand's worth of books in the yeah. video. And it just made and, me, okay, like, really uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, it was so consumption-based. So, my question to you is, would you buy this book? I would buy this book. I did, I will say, for the other two books you've read, I will buy all three of them. I, I'll, I, I'll just say it. Okay, so The Bodyguard, I have multiple copies of. I bought the Danny Brown book. We all saw my dog ate the cover, so, like, <laughs> but I had to. I also went out and bought the other two Brown Sisters books. So shout out, because I really want to read those. And I 
I have to have the whole series. If I'm going to have one book in a series, I'm kind of a sucker all. for that. Um, but I also will say, I think it's because I grew up as, okay, this is a weird little, I grew up as an English major, an English girly. I kind of never bought my books for, in, like, for my English major classes. I was like, not, I'm just going to rent them, whatever. And then after that is when I started actually reading. And I've, I've kind of become in the habit of buying my books, mostly to support my favorite bookstore. But I don't think I'm as bad as Book Talk girlies because A, I never read the books that are on Book Talk because I can't stand Colleen Hoover and I can't stand the books that are on Book Talk. Um, and B, I could not figure out what my library card pin was for like six months. And because I have social anxiety, I refused to go to the library to ask them what it was. <laughs> so, no! um, I will say, Please. guys, I got it. I got it figured out. And I now have my Libby pulled up, ready to go. And I have been reading a lot more from the library recently. But um, there was a, a dark moment in time. Could not figure out how to log into my library card. Was really lacking. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you're overstimulated seven hours of the day teaching. You <laughs> don't want to talk to anybody. You're like, nope, I'll just go buy it. It's fine. But... I will also say I donate a lot of books back to like um, the use section of bookstores. So if I'm like, this was good, but I really don't think it's for me. I know there are people who like really love those books. So that's what I do. Because I do think people buy books a lot and then they don't read it. But I usually do read every book that I buy. That's the only thing that I will. I will proudly announce. I am only buying books that I've read at this point. Okay. If you don't Fair. look at the two Maggie O'Farrell books I have over, over on my bookshelf that I haven't read that I really yeah. need to, I need to start reading, like, more, like, adult fiction because I'm, like, really reaching my threshold on only reading cartoon cover romances. Like, it's starting <laughs> to eat my brain. So yeah. I need to read those two Maggie books, but I'm worried they're going to kick my ass because Maggie um, O'Farrell does yes. that shit. I, I think I've also just lost some brain cells since graduating because I have been so bad about reading anything that is like not a funny little romance other than normal people. I've reread normal people like seven or eight times because it's my favorite like little, I love getting it torn apart. I either have to read like a funny romance or I need a book that's going to destroy me so hard emotionally that I can't like think about anything for like a week and a half. And then you can so, just read happy place by Emily Henry and it'll do a boat. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Those are, like, um, the only books I read, so. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I want to buy this, but I'm waiting for it to come out in paperback. I think that whole thing with Barnes & Noble only putting out hardcovers from certain authors that kind of blew well, up a couple of months ago actually yeah, is doing detriment to the paperback girlies. Because I, I feel like yeah, I'm having I don't to like wait so much longer for paperbacks. Well, it's happening in regular books and like local bookstores too, because Emily Henry's paperback doesn't come out until April, and that's a whole year after her book came out. Happy Place isn't coming what the out hell? in paperback until April. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw on her Talk, Instagram. Dude. It might, it might be, it might be earlier than that. I know her next book's coming out in April, so maybe I'm. Oh, let me check. I'm. But either way, I'm that. like, oh, me, me too. I'm so pumped. I, oh, I'm going on. Okay. Guys, I'm going on a little Emily Henry vacation with some of my friends to Maine. We all read Happy Place and we're like, we need to go on a Maine trip. 
Let's um, go. And so I'm really excited for us all to like have her new book when we're like maybe on our little trip. Uh, so we can have a little mini book club, um, while we're there because I'm going with all book club girlies too. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, the paperback, the paperback does not come out until, oh, till March. Either way. That is disgusting. so far away. That That's is disgusting. That's almost a full year. And paperbacks are so much more, they're so much better. I hate reading a hardcover. It's I so won't stupid. buy a hardcover. Stupid. I buy Ugh. the hardcover of Carrie Soto is back. Because mm-hmm. I was really sad during the spring and I went to a bookstore and they only had the hardcover and I just like, ah, you know, I yeah. couldn't just be in there gabbing with yeah. that one worker there and then not buy a book. So I bought one that I wanted Fair. to own. I want it in paperback so fucking bad. I regret the purchase so badly. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I feel like we're really gabbing. So I'm going to wrap it up. That's fair. We will That's be fair. back next week for CompCon. This has been All My okay. Friends Are English Majors. Follow us on Instagram at English Majors Pod. Send us an email at yes. EnglishMajorsPod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week for CopCon. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye.